0: Welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows, one of the shows, one of the more than 700 shows in the last five years, That we have up on air, online, pretty much the same thing these days, uh, at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. It would be, well, on air, of course, is still, if you turn a dial... Uh, On a radio, you're on air. I guess if you're on broadcast TV or picking up broadcast TV using a digital antenna, you're on air. Uh, But everything else is pretty much online. Uh, that means most of what's watched or listened to is online, and with us, you have a choice when you go to our website www.centerlefttalkradio.com uh, of listening to us, and you are right now either listening to us uh, as a uh, as a as a radio loop which is one way to get us. It's the second link on that page. It essentially says, I am picking up the show at whatever point it happens to be in the perpetual loop. Well, perpetual until another show replaces it. But in the perpetual loop that this show is running in, for a few days, uh, and I want to stick around and see what it's like—not not unlike uh, going back to a Saturday matinee double or even triple-header monster movie, uh, and coming in in the middle of one of them and sticking around to see what the what the beginning of it was all about before you decide to go home for lunch. Uh, That's one way to do it. The other way, of course, is the more traditional, what's become more traditional, simply go and listen to our podcasts. And that's the first link at the website. The first link will take you to our podcast feed. Whatever is running in the radio loop is also running on the podcast feed. In fact, it will be the top item on our podcast feed. And if not our podcast feed, go wherever, wherever you would pick up your podcasts and look for, of course, Center Left Radio. Ah, uh, I, I noticed something that I had not really noticed uh, before, I've I've realized that my reaction to the Biden administration and Joe Biden, in general, was not what it was when he was running for president. I've I, I've noticed this. I've noticed this um, over the course of the last several weeks, especially and i i find myself i found myself questioning myself what what is it or why why would i why would i feel less than enthusiastic about a guy who obviously is doing the right thing certainly internationally has been doing the right thing domestically has has basically not come anywhere near doing everything that he wanted to do domestically, uh, and will not have done it in his first two uh, the first two years in office before the midterm elections. But but there's been more than just gee I'm sorry that mansion and cinema exist in this world. I'm sorry that the numbers are that close in the Senate that a a uh, a. Ren- well, maybe renegade's the wrong word, because I think Biden himself said, when you have a 50-50 Senate, uh, every senator is a president. Uh, you, you That should not be or should not feel as though uh, that fact alone is the reason to... Um, disparage or feel less positive about the Biden administration. If you want to feel less positive about it, or if you want to feel, well, if you want to feel disheartened, just look at the Republicans, essentially, and watch how they, essentially, in lockstep, deal with stuff. I mean, for, for example, the, the whole idea that uh, the... Uh, You know, the the new Supreme, the woman who will be the new Supreme Court justice, I would hope, Ketanji Brown-Jackson, basically can count on receiving no Republican votes whatsoever for her nomination after uh, Mitch McConnell in the most transparently, politically, just slimy move I've seen in a, well, I've seen plenty of them of late, but you know i'm she's too soft on crime this is this is the same group of republicans several of whom uh, under uh, mitch uh, were, voted for her onto the federal bench in the first place and suddenly have discovered some difference i i imagine a lot of that discovery process has happened uh since the difficulty that uh, 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 Clarence Thomas has had because of the uh, rather bizarre, bizarre activity—no, no, no—the no. illegal activity, the, the, the. Uh, the openly uh, traitorous activity of his wife, the openly insurrectionist activity of his wife, that anyone obviously can see that she basically was part and parcel of it. Unless, of course, you want to say, well, maybe she didn't realize it. You know, after all, she was just mouthing whatever she saw on social media. Maybe she actually believed that the country is going, that there was a great steal, and we have to come back and blah 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 whatever it is and she went back and forth but oh yeah the speaker of the house and of course he maybe didn't really believe half of what was going on etc etc you know that's what happens to people people don't know what to believe after you're dealing with social media as much as we do in this country and as I say, I'm 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 coming off of the notion that I felt less enamored of Joe Biden and of the administration generally. That I I guess I guess the, the the largest single notion I can wrap around the feeling or or express the feeling with was. Weakness. This is precisely the thing that Republicans love to toss at Democrats. Generally, uh, we're tough on crime; uh, you're soft on it. Now, of course, with the great irony that the only crime that they're willing—they're willing to tolerate—the worst crimes of of a of a criminal like Donald Trump more and more of them seem to be willing to tolerate the the crimes of Vladimir Putin, just basically to have something to go back at the Democrats with, and to stay in line with Donald Trump. And in other words, you know, geez... Uh, this is sort of like what I saw from the, from the Greek Orthodox Church and, and the Roman Catholic Church, for that matter, that everybody is condemning and condemning the idea of war and how sad it is that, um, that, uh, that, that people are being hurt by it. But no one goes straight at and names Vladimir. No one goes straight at and names Russia as an aggressor no the, the because the russian orthodox church apparently is taking a very very uh, nuanced position towards what mr putin is doing this, this is insanity this is this is patronizing uh, the, the, the worst of what we are this is this is basically allowing the ambiguity to basically drive our, our perceptions. Um, we, we did something like that on this show uh, a few several weeks back before before the um, before the the initial invasion by Russia. And we had a panel. We had a Noble Hearts panel. A very very thoughtful, very very. Uh, um, Educated, highly uh, informed group of guys. You know what my noble hearts forums are all about. This is a bunch of guys that I went to Regis High School with, who are some of the tops in their fields around the planet, and we had a discussion about America's role. Uh, and what America could or shouldn't be doing relative to Ukraine and Russia at that time. At that time, to just go back to the snapshot that we took at the time, Russia was piling up all kinds of military. And eventually, they had 180,000 military all around the northern and eastern and southern borders. Of, well, not the southern, the, the Black Sea, but northern and eastern borders of Ukraine and basically uh, claiming they wouldn't do a damn thing. And Biden was saying, well, they will. And we had a panel to talk about what America's role could, should, was, what shouldn't be. It's any, any of those things, however you want to you know, frame the thought. And the general consensus of the panel was, and, and it was based largely on, on the history of American intervention in things of this sort, and based on the rather unsavory history that we have of doing stuff in the world on a self serving basis, these guys came to the general conclusion that we had no business having anything to do with this process they even they even reiterated the talking point that that I think and I, I maybe unwittingly but they well I don't I don't think they did it because Donald Trump had had the same talking point but that NATO really had no basis for existence NATO was there when there was a Soviet Union when the Soviet Empire, was the threat to the world. And way back when, we had said that that's what it was. They were pulling up quotes uh, from someone or some American president or some uh, officials saying that the reason for NATO was basically to stop the Soviet Union. Well, the Soviet Union is no longer there. Therefore, there's no reason for NATO. And and it it, it felt at the time that the information that these guys were working with was smart it was intelligence it was grounded in history it basically it basically uh, established a reasonable conclusion that america should not be involved in this only one person on that panel charles webble dr webble basically said, yeah, but, and this is towards the end of the show, and he wasn't really challenged by anyone on the other side. Yeah, but, what if Putin actually attacks? And what if he takes over Ukraine? And then what if he starts moving towards Estonia? And the Estonians, you know, who were treated so incredibly, horribly uh, especially, well, starting with the Russian Revolution during that period in the early twentieth century, and were and and really took it in the neck throughout most of Soviet times. Uh, there was just something. There was a real antipathy between uh, the, the Russian over, uh, all, you know, overlords and the Estonians. But it, it they were uh, there were stories of of imprisonments of Estonians uh, and Estonians being put into forced labor uh, that are pretty horrific. I think a lot of Estonians remember those stories. But what if, said Charles, if if suddenly uh, Putin decides in his fantasy about great mother Russia once again reasserting herself and his own need to maintain his own power, what if, let's just say what if, he starts by invading Ukraine and then decides he's going to go further because he had a relatively easy time of it in dealing with the Ukrainians. And there was, for all intents and purposes, no real, I don't know that there was no response, but there was certainly no discussion of that point. But as I say, that panel, on that day, given where Putin was and what he was saying... And given American history, which was, which was recited and, and, and pulled up absolutely with faithful accuracy, it was totally accurate what the panel was saying, they were able to reach the conclusion that America should do absolutely nothing. And here we are a month later, or oh, a month or so into the invasion And what has America done? Well, I I, I keep going back to where this started from. This annoying feeling that I've had that that the Biden administration and Joe Biden in particular have just been, there's not much going on there. As much as they're in the middle of stuff. There's just nothing going on. And, and, and the way I, I can really track this in terms of my own reactions is that up to, well, up to something that happened two days ago, and I'll get to that in a moment. Um, and I've been, you know, as we, as we get into the midterm uh, election uh, season over here, of course, one thing that I'm getting constantly are these requests for money. Uh, coming from the DNC and every little branch thereof, uh, and who needs it, and what candidate is appealing directly? I would say a, a substantial percentage of my inbox uh, looks uh, uh, looks and feels like a, a political solicitation, uh, you know, activity. And I haven't really felt the urge to say, "Yeah, it's that important." If if I don't. At least kick in my share. I'm basically saying that I want to, I want this to go back to the Republicans, and and that's that's an easy one for me to react to. I've 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 come through that reaction before. I've gone through through several election cycles now. I certainly went through it, you know, in the midterms, uh, uh, well, in, in the Trump, and when Trump was running the midterms after that and blah, blah, blah. As long as, as center-left radio's been on, I've been talking about this, and well before that. But I, I did not feel, have not felt this sense of responsibility, if you will, to put in something. I'm not a huge contributor by any stretch of the imagination. It, I'm, I'm a small contributor but it's a question of of doing it it's it's a question of acting based on on commitment, based on a sense of need, a sense of what won't happen or what will happen if I don't participate, because we still run these these uh, elections based on money. We, we may get away from the, the you know millions up to billion dollar level that, that, that elections run on, I hope that we'll eventually get there. We've tried it, but for the moment, we're stuck with this system where you just siphon money, and the more money, the better the chance that you're going to uh, to win. Hopefully, you're, you're, the party with the best ideas is the party that wins, money not notwithstanding. But something happened two days ago. And Joe Biden was in Poland. Joe Biden decided that he was going to go, and he met with the leaders of NATO in, in Brussels. And then he went not quite to the Polish border. He was in he was in, Wasawa, in Warsaw. And in Warsaw, he basically, uh, he, he did a press conference after, he did a speech, and then there was a press conference later on. And as is, his, uh, as is his want, his style, he occasionally wings things. Donald Trump uh, would wing things, too, and Donald would basically just go off into some foolishness and, and basically start accusing and finger-pointing and calling names and being, just being an asshole, generally. Donald is good at being an asshole and joe usually not joe will sometimes stutter and get a little a little floppy about the way he expresses things but the basic feeling where he's coming from you sense it and and you cringe with joe biden not so much because you totally disagree or you realize he said something that is completely wrong or completely out of line with with the underlying nature of himself and the nature of what Democrats believe in. No, you you cringe when you know that he's setting himself or setting the Democratic Party up for a real strong comeback, for, for just another BS session that's Custom-made for social media. That's that's the part that becomes so difficult after a while. That's where we are. That's that's where we forced ourselves at this point. And and during this speech in in Warsaw, in, in Warsaw, the other day, in Poland, he came right out and said, and this was this was not in the text. It winds up that. Vladimir Putin cannot remain the leader of Russia. He didn't say, I'm calling for immediate regime change. It was in the context of the horrors that this man has done. Based on what Joe Biden had just seen in Poland, he'd been closer to the border. He'd met with the Ukrainian families the, in the millions now who are fleeing across the border who are basically being who have been completely dispossessed whose homes have been destroyed people who's you know for who just are wantonly being bombed by distant missiles right now being chucked in by the Russians apparently uh, the number uh, some count that I heard this morning uh, some military source saying that they've they've thrown about 1300. Uh, guided missiles of one sort or another at the uh, Ukrainians, and a unfortunate percentage of those uh, at civilian targets, and have killed all sorts of people at this point. And we know, we know from mi- our own military sources, and I have to believe this, and I've heard this confirmed, and I've read this confirmed through sources that makes sense that the Russians have lost something like a multiple of all the American soldiers lost in Afghanistan and uh, I- I- Iraq. That was over the course of 20 years. And they've had triple those losses within the first month of Ukraine, of their, of their uh, quote, invasion of Ukraine, to basically denazify it and protect the Russian language yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I want to ask a question. If if I am sitting there as as the head of a country, and and I see a country on my border, and I decide, I tell the world, I tell my country, we're going in to denazify this country. The country, by the way, has a Jewish ruler, a Jew, a Jewish president and we're going to protect the teaching of the Russian language. The the rational response is, "Well, well, okay, is this an independent country? And the answer is yes. Second question, is this country basically threatening us? Are we threatened by this? Because if you actually want to cross a border and invade a neighboring country for the first time in the 80 years since the Second World War, that's a hell of a big step. So let me ask those questions. Should the Russian people, the Russian people should be saying, do we actually have to do this? And those questions, if they were asked, were being asked to uh, and, and they were being denied, of course, that that they're that well denied in the sense that yes, of course, we have to do this. Yes, this is a threat to us, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We have to write these wrong our people within the boundaries of Ukraine, which in areas that we have declared our own. By the way, of course, we we, we we've declared several parts of Ukraine to be we we've over we've taken. Uh, you know uh, the parts of southern and eastern Ukraine, and called them Russia, and they have effectively been in our control. Uh, well, we have troops in there, you know, permanently stationed troops in there, and the Ukrainian army is, uh, yeah, they're, 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 there's conflict with that. Well, when you take over someone else's country, as Russia did in 2014 you're going to have problems. Well, they, they're not cooperating with our occupying forces. We need to denazify them once and for all. It's an insane, insane basis for going in and attacking a country. But if you follow the thought process that was expressed Uh, on, on these microphones at one point, and in much of the rest of the world. It's not America's business. It's not our business. We have no business getting involved with this. That's the position that we had prior to Putin going in. Now, there were members of the Republican Party who took the opposite position that blah, 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 we should go in. And once now we began, once, uh, uh, you know, Joe Biden begins knocking the hell out of Putin, basically, and then supplying however many arms and munitions that we're supplying and we're not getting, uh, dear God, I hope we're not being, we're not telling everybody what we're doing and how much we're giving to the Ukrainians. Obviously, whatever we're doing and however we're helping them, it's working because the Russians are losing whatever little territory they actually took. They never actually were able to hold it. They may have bombed something, but they're being pushed away even in the East. And suddenly there's pushed efforts to negotiate. Now they're meeting in Turkey, I gather, to negotiate. I gather it sounds like they're negotiating back to what the status quo was before the first day that Putin invaded. It looks like he will declare nothing as a victory. Well, we went in and we taught them a lesson and they'll never do that again. It sounds like that's where it's going. But it's not there yet. And America is making a difference the assistance of america the unifying force of america with nato is making a difference i am positive that american weaponry is making a distance a difference there are ukrainian soldiers appearing on american television that are wearing american flags on their flak jackets on their, on, on, their, on, their, uh, on their bulletproof vests or whatever they're wearing. You see them with American flags. You know that Ukrainian Americans have been actively uh, engaged in getting at least hand weapons out to the various people in Ukraine. You see President Zelensky out there talking, and much of what he's able to do is because there's a big guy over his shoulder. And the big guy is America. Yes, it's NATO. Yes, NATO will not give up one inch of its territory. But who says this? Where do the words, who is speaking on behalf of NATO more often than not? Joe Biden. Joe Biden is basically the voice of NATO. Is anyone in NATO complaining that Joe Biden is the voice there? Does anyone imagine for a second that any other voice in NATO would be more powerful than the voice of the President of the United States? Does anyone imagine... That NATO would have unified and that there would have been the speed with which weaponry was supplied to the Ukrainians had not the United States gotten as involved as it got here had not had it been imagine a, a, a Donald Trump who basically was looking for ways to get rid of NATO and of course the argument comes from the republicans well Putin would have never attacked if Trump were here Putin's gain Pu- Putin's aims for a greater Russia would have just suddenly dissipated in the face of a Donald Trump because he didn't need to do that Trump Mollified him? That, that that that's the insane argument that you'll hear from Republicans. Putin Putin basically knew better. Tend to, to to go ahead when Trump. That's that's bullshit. I mean it's 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 bullshit of the of of the worst, worst kind. it is absolutely ridiculous. It's assuming it's assuming that knowing that you have somebody who was beholden to you for a few hundred million dollars of his own personal wealth because you've been his lender, you therefore don't have to attack Ukraine to protect your own, that, that being, that, that basically palling around with Donald is all you need to do to protect your own position ultimately, that you're not worried about the fact that he probably will lose an election eventually, you'll try to keep him in the second time around, but even if Having him there was just basically a temporary basis for him not to have to go faster. Is, does that make Trump's pandering to, to, to Vladimir Putin any better? Does, does, does that give validity to Donald Trump? Does that mean that that we simply have to pander is the lesson learned that you pander to these people and as long as you pander well maybe they won't do their worst maybe they won't reveal exactly who they are for a while is 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 that what we've learned from this episode that, gee, if only Donald were here to pal around with Vladimir and basically compliment him, we probably wouldn't be in the middle of a Ukrainian invasion, and it will never happen. Don't worry. Oh, oh, oh here's the lesson. Let's leave Donald in forever. That, that'll solve it, won't it? And undoubtedly, that particular thought process is not foreign to a, a bunch of people in this country. I'm sure a Ginny Thomas would argue that. I'm, I'm sure that, uh, that, that uh, probably, uh, I don't know, Donald would argue it, uh, not knowing what the hell he's doing half the time. However, he's having his knee-jerk reaction. I'm, I'm sure Rudy, who you hear not a word about these days, would argue it while he's fighting his battles quietly with the New York State Bar Association and all the criminal indictments that he's got coming down on him right now. That's that's what we've been reduced to imagining. Now, I, I throw this out to anyone who is willing to think about this. What would have happened if the United States did not, Create this unified force within NATO, what would have what would have what is the reasonable logical conclusion about what would have happened had not the United States gotten its nose into this? If Joe Biden had not gone in as deep as he had, if America just stayed the hell out of this whole thing no verbal support on our position. No, you know, this is European, This has, we have nothing to do with this. We're gonna stay away while Russia comes in and while he goes in and attacks Ukraine and we're gonna ignore the entire situation. And uh, Vladimir, we understand, but it's not our, you realize historically we've done some nasty things and therefore we can't do anything no matter what the rationale, no matter what, what the appropriateness would be, nothing can be done in the future because we are hampered by our past. We can argue our way out of doing anything because we've done bad things in the past. So please don't look to us. I ask you, think, what would be happening right now? Just, just hypothesize. I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you to equivocate. I'm not asking you to find a way to to mollify your position on anything. M- mollification is is what the internet does. It, it basically it's. I, I I'm, I'm inventing a word here. It sortifies. It makes things sorta. And, and there's nothing real. All that happens is, all that matters is how things play out in social media, on the internet, with different positions. But the reality of things, well, no, things are only sort of real. All that matters is how things work out from a social media perspective. And I'll, I'll go back to my original thought and feeling that, that I was getting this this, this mushy, soft-edged feel about what Joe Biden and the Democratic Party and the Democratic administration was all about. Until two days ago, he finally said, this guy's got to go. This guy cannot continue as president of Russia didn't say we're going, by the way, we're going to consciously go ahead and do it. We, that we are going to put in teams. God knows we have teams that could probably even get to Vladimir in Russia if we had to do it. God knows. But this guy can't be there. And suddenly, wait a minute, did you hear what he said? Yeah, everybody heard what he said, including Vladimir. Oh, but 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 what is that? What does Vladimir think? What what might Vladimir do? We 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 have to we we must gear everything that we're doing to a consideration of how he might react. You know, he talked about nuclear weapons. He talked about all kinds of chemical. And you know what? In essence, what what what, what Joe Biden is saying? Screw him! Screw the sob! You want to launch a nuclear weapon? You really think that by, by rattling a nuclear sword, you basically are going to stop anyone from reacting to you? Do you think, who are you talking to? You want to compare nuclear swords? You want to talk about mutually assured destruction? Yeah, that's exactly what you're talking about. Are you that crazy, Vladimir? Do you really want to play that game? Now, if you're going to play that game and you're going to play that card every time anyone begins to really push back at you, and if you think that's the card that will, that's your Trump card, quite literally, well, then I just took that card off the table. You can no longer play that card. Did I say, go ahead, bomb us? throw, hurl, hurl some nuclear weapons out there? No! I don't have to say that. You know damn well what will happen, Vladimir, if you go ahead and hurl a nuclear weapon anywhere. Anywhere. You will basically create or begin the process of... Mu- and your dream of a greater Russia will go down with your name and history they will go down the tubes because you will have begun a process that will essentially blast Russia back to a pre-World War II situation. You don't want that. No, you want to be glorified and you want to be in power, in glory, for the remainder of your days. You don't ever want to have to suffer criminal prosecution. You don't want the world court. Oh, the world court! You know, the thing the United States doesn't sign on to? Well, there's there there's something we 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 shouldn't be involved in, right? Of course, we should be. No, they, they, well, may, maybe they'll do something, but but. The odds are, people, and I hear this all the time, the odds are Vladimir will probably retire in luxury somewhere and uh, it'll just keep on going because he's not only a one-person situation. He has re-Sovietized the innards of the Russian operation. He has, he has placed people and situations in play within the Russian government, within the Kremlin, that will perpetuate his notion of a greater Russia. But, but we shouldn't do anything. I mean, what possible negative effect would that have on us? We, 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 are, we have dirty hands. We come at this with dirty hands. So we can't do a damned thing. We should just go home, pack up our McDonald's and go home. What bullshit. What absolute bullshit. I dare anyone, any rational person, no, not, a, not, not Tucker Carlson, you know, not, not, not any of those clowns on the Fox side. Those assholes, those, those sycophantic idiots trying to just, just pandering to the ignorance of the people who like them. Not those jerks. Yeah, they have a lot to, they're, they're, they're powerful because of the way we allow social media to get, to basically run our lives right now. That they can, you can always sortify anything. Everything is sort. The real world is a sort of place. The only reality is within social media. And within social media, you can always attack anyone for any purpose. There you see the difference in political standings. There you see how things have immediate consequences. But in the real world, real consequences, eh, sort of. The real world is a sortified kind of a place. Social media, well, how many hits? How many friends? How many people have observed? Let's look and see how this has resulted in political donations. Let's see who's getting voted in or voted out. We are, you have to look at the ratings. I have, uh, I, I have such an antipathy for the way social media has been co-opted. And and use as and weaponized in such an ugly way, in this country. I uh, I, I know people who are canceling their Facebook accounts, and, and and I and I get it. It's 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 awful. What we have allowed to to, to happen is awful. Now, the biggest evidence of sortifying making the real world sort of important, but not really. The most important thing is how things work out in social media, how your popularity works, how many hits you get, how many people respond, who will, who will make a political donation, Who says who is friending you, and, and all that other stuff. It, it, it's, it's because of that negative sense of that that I felt this way about Biden until two days ago. And you know what I'm doing today? I'm doing a contribution to the DNC. Finally, I feel, I feel comfortable enough, I feel motivated, finally, to, to look at what the Democrats are doing and look at Joe and say, wait a minute, man, you got past, you got past the sortification process. At least here. You called Putin what he is. You said he needs to go. Did you call for regime change? No. Might there be regime change going on out there? You bet. Oh, you bet. Who knows what we're doing? But that's okay. I will allow American sins of the past to uh to resurrect if it means slowing this son of a bitch down. And anyone who doesn't believe for a second, anyone who imagines that that bastard would not have gone beyond Ukraine and started going up to Estonia and the Baltic states, anyone who imagines that it's just basically a denazification of Ukraine and the uh, assertion that the Russian language should be protected, if anyone, anyone who actually is stupid enough To believe that that's all his his position was about. And that without the United States, he could have still been stopped. Anyone who wants to try subtracting the force and power and strength and projectability of the United States from the current situation and still imagine that Vladimir Putin would have somehow decided, I think I'll stop before I take over Ukraine completely. I think I've achieved my protection of the Russian language and denazification. Oh, and I certainly would never imagine starting going north up towards Estonia and going up into the Baltic states, and sure as hell I'd never imagine going anywhere near, near Poland or any place else like that, or certainly not Slovakia, not Romania. Not Hungary, geez. Why would I want to? Why would I want to roll tanks back into Hungary all in 1956? Geez, what could? What, why would anyone imagine that someone like me, who would be willing to attack his next door neighbor, would go any further? And 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 don't worry, without the United States there. Not NATO would have come together on its own. They would have all hung together. They would have somehow. They would have found the moral strength to basically come back at this guy. They would have found the commitment to the arms distribution. It would have all happened. They would have worked out the economic sanctions, all the things needed to basically get this thing to a point right now where they're negotiating for a smaller and smaller result. And that's what's going on in Turkey. All of that would have happened without the United States being there. Or it just would have taken longer and just maybe a few more hundred million people or you know, five individual millions, just a few more million people would have had to suffer and be relocated and changing the economic complexity and the complexion of everything going on in Europe. No, and, and, and by the way, in the United States as well. No, no, no. We didn't need the United States. There's no role for the U.S. We've done things wrong in the past. Therefore, we must emasculate ourselves. <music> Bullshit. We are a necessary force. The United States, like it or not, ethically, uh, ethically uh, embrace it or not, uh, historically uh, be rep- repulsed by the idea that whatever, however, wh- whatever your reason is, or or sortify our activity. Make sure that any time the United States does raise up its head, you the other side finds a reason to knock it down, or if we lower our head, the other side finds a reason to pick it up. Sortify the reality of the United States participation. Tell that to the people fleeing the border. Tell that to the people crossing into Poland and Romania and Hungary. Tell them, you know, the United States really should not have been involved in this in any way, shape, or form. Tell that to the people of of NATO. Tell them. You, you, you should have done this on your own. Tell this to China. Tell this to China who basically was being, being, uh, you know, courted by Putin to basically become a supplier and making up the difference of the things that he was losing via sanction. Tell that to China. You know, uh, the United States really, they're not involved. Oh, yes, they are. Says Xi Jinping. You see, I'm a president for life, and I, my, my power and my country depends on my ability to keep them whole and safe. And I don't want to get into any more of a pissing contest that I'm already in because I already have sanctions. And basically, I may be able to negotiate away some of the sanctions that are on me, some of the tariffs that I'm still paying that Joe Biden has not taken away because he's figured out who I am. So don't ask. I've I, as much as I might give lip. Service to you says I G. I I don't really feel that I can get as deeply involved with you. You see, Joe is not impressed if I give him a big celebration and a big event. You know, if he comes into Beijing and we have a huge thing and and people take make pictures of him and stuff like that and and and, and he and we 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 dedicate something in his name. Or, no no he. He he doesn't respond to that kind of narcissistic bullshit. He's a little more real-world and, and clear-eyed about the nature of the world and the fact that there are some people who are just damned bad, who have embraced the dark side. So so Vladimir, um I, I'd love to be able to support you through your, your time of woe, but you see, America has made me think twice about that, and making me think twice basically inures to the benefit of America. Americans position and and projection of its power, of its moral force, is making a massive difference in how this process is playing out. You've got your jerks, you've got your idiots, you've got your Republicans out there who are basically whatever, whenever, if, 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 if Putin says white, they, uh, if, if, if Biden says white, they say black, and, and they just keep playing the game back and forth and are not recognizing what we're talking about here today. That their living, that their reality, their social media reality is infinitely more important than the real world that we all live in. The sortified real world. The only solid reality is coming through social media because it's a lot more tolerable. And yeah, maybe people get killed in the real world and there are ugly things that happen, but in social media, people send money. People friend you, people follow you. You can, you, can, you can basically leverage your following into whatever power you feel you have to have. And you can do this distinct and apart from the reality that you've sortified. There's only one real way out of this sortification process, and that is that the consequences of real-world actions must basically come to bear. The way that we will stop all this, the, 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 the game, the sortification of our minds, of our country, of everything else, will come when Donald Trump is indicted and tried and ultimately convicted. Oh, no, 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 we don't want to set a precedence. Oh, DOJ doesn't really want to get involved. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. We are sortifying. That is sortifying the country. That feeds right into this bullshit way in which Republicans will just keep countering anything that Donald, that 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 that, that Joe Biden says, and basically it's for whatever the uh, the following and the money that comes from it. No. Well, wait, wait, but if we do that, aren't we setting a precedent? Won't every single, uh, uh, rep- if, if, the next Republican president, won't they then go ahead and won't they try to indict Joe Biden? Let them try. Let them try. Maybe that's that, well, no, I take that back. If that is going to happen, it's the only way we're going to be able to make people understand what the hell the issue is here that you can't try to have an insurrection against your own country while you're a sitting president or is that a, has that just been sortified it's it's sort of a problem but it didn't happen you see so it's 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 just sort of something what counts is my god how will people react on social media. Maybe we can imagine they'd actually do something in the real world. Well, I don't know, but mostly it'll be social media. And, and how, what will this do to, geez, will people vote? Will this fit? How about reality? How about expressing some real moral outrage? How about justice being not just for the people in the lower rung and the rest of us in the middle, but that it actually affects everybody equally? How about crimes that we all saw committed? We know this was criminal. We didn't need a federal judge to tell us yesterday for the first time A federal judge finally said, oh, by the way, certain emails must be released because what the president and his alleged attorney were in the middle of was a criminal activity, most likely a criminal act. The judge wasn't going to judge. He defined everything preceding January 6th and after. Most likely a criminal activity. Therefore, if there were any attorney-client privilege on materials, it's broken. Once you are in the middle of a criminal activity, that stuff moves over. Well, guess what? That was a ruling yesterday. So that Looney Tune, what's his name, uh, an attorney uh, oh, that wrote the memos on this, why is his name escaping me right now, uh, he must now turn over emails. And once a federal judge has has ruled on this, usually, and federal judges are given an awful lot of uh, credit credence. Uh, this is why, of course, the the, the bullshit that, were, that was spewed out there by Republicans uh, for Katanji Brown-Jackson's hearings is, is such a load of crap because the same Republicans had voted her in onto the federal bunch, what bench, what, two years ago? Two and a half years ago when she first came on the bench? And suddenly, all of a sudden, they're discovering, well, she's soft on crime. How about being tough on crime, Republicans? How about the crimes committed by your own president? How about the crimes that you mentioned? That that he had committed within a day or so of the whole thing. Hello, Mitch. Hello, Kevin. No, 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 no. no. That's, that's in this sortified, real, physical world. We just don't have to deal with that because all that matters is how this is all reconverted once we get into social media. No. This gets worse and worse and worse and worse until the ultimate statement of the rule of law and the correctness of our Constitution and our living in the real and our the unsortification of America is basically at least symbolically for starters begun and and, and and pushed a long way down the road by the indictment and trial of Donald Trump. You can't worry about what might come next. Oh, what a precedent. Well, we, the, do we want to have the precedent that someone else can do the same crap that this guy did? That you can try to basically uh, overthrow your own government, the government that you are the sworn uh, defender and upholder of? Is that what we want to do? Justice Department, Merritt Garland, wake the hell up. Enough of this waiting around and playing whether or not it's now is the right, is, is, is now the right time, should we do it? Will we, are, you're playing into the sortifying, the sortification process here. You can't go this long. You can't, you can't try to figure out when the right time is to finally bring justice because justice, as we know, justice delayed is justice denied. And Trump just keeps believing that he's above the law as he has been forever. The entire, uh, <laughs> the, the, the Mueller report, 10 indictable offenses laid out there. And, and, so, and, and, and Bar, his attorney, well, that's not what it says. Well, that's what it says. Totally indictable offenses. Any attorney reading that would tell you this is indictable. Donald Trump in front of us fomented an insurrection against his own country, his own government. He didn't pull it off because he's a a bumbling idiot. And the very fact that he was able to put his own name on it shows you what a jerk he is. If you're going to have an insurrection, for God's sake, let someone else take the fall, you walk into office and deal with it. You don't put yourself in front of the whole damn thing. He's a jerk. He's a rich jerk who's been coddled and, 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 and has learned how to be really good at what he does, which is basically to cheat and lie and pull the wool over a lot of people's eyes. And he's never been brought to task for it. Bring him to task! The man's a criminal. Or do you have to... I, I don't know. We're, 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 I'm worried. I, I, I don't know. Jeez, I don't know, says Merritt and the DOJ. I, I, I'm... Uh, maybe that you know they might try something like this on Joe. Let him try it. Let the next Republican president try it. Let let the next let the next Republican Senate attempt to go ahead and try Joe Biden and Hunter. Let them try it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's let's get it the hell out of our system. Let's basically, essentially show the insanity of this process. Let's get it the hell out there, but get Donald in prison while you're at it. Or maybe you think that the next Republican president then will let him out. Let's see. Okay, let's see how that works. But if we basically decide that we can't use our own laws and our own system of justice to basically do something that all Americans know should and must be done, if we're allowing ourselves to fantasize, to, to sortify the reality that we live in in this country, this is a far worse result than anything that might happen in the real world in the future. Okay, if it's going to happen in the real world, let's let it happen. But let us not sortify ourselves, because then we destroy any chance for ourselves to actually function up to our own standards, and we will cease to exist as a functional society. We will cease to be anything like what we imagine America is supposed to be. And we don't have a hell of a lot of time to basically get it right. We're getting kind of close to the to the edge over here. Joe Biden, by saying what he said about two and uh, you know of Vladimir Putin, got my juices flowing. I think you might get that idea today from, from the way I'm approaching the show. He got my juices flowing. We're gonna have to go a little further than that, folks. We're going to have to show that there is justice even here in america even where the urge to sortify basically overwhelms trump's everything we're going to have to do the right damned thing because if we don't we sortify everything we sortify it all do the right thing indict the bastard And let the chips fall where they may. That is what we're supposed to do. That's what our morale, our morals and our ethics and our constitutional history tells us to do. We've got an outlier, president, a real criminal, and you gotta go ahead and do what we do to criminals generally. I'm sorry there's no other way around it. It would be so nice if there were another way, but there isn't without just sortifying ourselves into the back pages of history. Wake up, direct appeal, Merrick Garland, Department of Justice, pull the damn switch, indict this man, begin a criminal investigation, openly do it, and basically bring this bastard to justice. Or just pull the switch on America. Because it won't matter a hell of a lot if you don't do what you have to do. Clock's ticking. A little jazz. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Central F Radio, thank you. You've been listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of Hope, Politics, and Jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. We can sortify as much as we want. We can imagine that social media status and everything else, and imagining how how many likes and hits and responses we're going to get is more important than anything in reality. But we do so risking reality. And the biggest risk to reality is our failure to basically bring people to justice. Donald Trump must be indicted.